karma is a feedback from life to you which means that if there was no karma i wouldn't know what i need to fix in life hi everyone welcome back to the yellow door podcast i am so grateful that you've chosen to invest this time and energy to listen learn and grow i partner with you in transforming your being work and relationships My guests on the podcast help us gain new perspectives, challenge our existing beliefs and also help us learn from their own experiences so that we can unlock growth at the point of life that we are at. My guest today has infectious energy and presence. She is a dance crazy, people loving artist with a quirky aesthetic. She is a full-time artist and dance instructor based in Paris. From being a gold medalist in fashion design, to participating and representing India in art residencies and exhibitions at UNESCO and having her work featured at the Louvre during Prime Minister Modi's visit to Paris she's had an incredibly exciting few years my absolute pleasure and joy in bringing to you our guest today on the podcast Poonam Malpani welcome to the podcast Poonam how are you feeling today excited <laughs> very excited a little bit nervous but very very excited i'm so glad to hear that i won't color today and i just felt like doing it so clearly your energy is spilling over already <laughs> i'm so happy to be here so now i'm talking to you thank you so much awesome punam it's uh, really been such a delight uh, watching you grow personally professionally you know i've known you for a few years and you've created something from scratch which is fascinating it's been over 10 years now that you accompanied your husband to paris for his mba and uh, built a brand of your own in a country where you don't speak the language you don't have a work permit and uh, you made your passion come alive and uh, you earn an income through it so i can't wait to dive into your process really looking forward for all of us to learn from what worked for you what didn't work for you a lot to chat about i know <laughs> thank you sonam thank you so much there's a lovely uh, thing to say actually you know i don't realize it myself but when i hear others say it and especially someone that i know and i know you personally and i've uh, learned so much from you myself about um, mindfulness about spirituality about the amazing things that you're doing so uh, i'm very excited to talk to you about it sonam awesome so let's before we get into all of that i think let's dive um, back a little bit into what your journey was like growing up tell us a bit more about that <laughs> ah growing up i think ever since i remember being nasona i remember being an artist i i remember since i was because i was also born in a family of artists from both my mom and my dad's side of the family we were into uh, they were into printing of sarees So you know, like a five-meter-long cloth, which is like a big canvas in front of you. And I remember discussing that ever since I was like born. Like you know, discussing the colors, discussing what, what, what. You know, discussing with my dad what he's gonna do today. So that was one. I was born in a family of artists, and I, I had my calling really, really soon. Like you know, I think by the time I was, I was about five or six, I knew that I loved art. I knew that I loved sports. I knew that I loved to dance. And I was always that girl in school. I was a school bunker. Then my mom was gracious enough, you know, she would let me stay home sometimes, even twice a week, because I would just hide inside my room and create art. You know, I would, I would paint my windows. I would paint the doors of the room. I would paint the walls of the room. I would. Um, express myself and my mom understood that because you know my dad was an artist a big artist and uh, she 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 understood that um, feeling inside of me that needed to be expressed and you know she let me be 
And then I uh, studied at NIFT, National Institute, Institute of Fashion Technology, for three years. Of course, I went into fashion because I, was, I, had, a, I had a fascination for uh, colors and clothes and you know, art. Uh, so I've been uh, born in Calcutta, born and brought up in Calcutta. I studied there until I was about 21, 22. And after that, I uh, left uh, Calcutta, went to Mumbai uh, to uh, get a job at an export house, which is also very exciting. So I worked there for a year and that's where I met my husband. And, uh, you know, then we came to Paris from there. So, yeah, this is how I was since I was a child. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And, and uh, that just shows, right, the influence that we have subtly from, you know, where, how we grow up, what surrounds us. I think you've been fortunate to kind of uh, figure that out early. Good. Yeah. And, ha- and having got the chance to express yourself. And, you know, like you said, uh, your, your childhood shapes you so much. Yeah? Sonam, you yourself talk about your parents being into yoga, your parents being into Buddhist chanting or, you know, the things that they were into. Obviously, that is why you're being able to do what you're doing, which is so offbeat. It's so fantastic that you're uh, diving into spirituality, something that I think education in the world needs so much at the moment, you know, so much at the moment. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I was very lucky yeah. to have <laughs> open-minded parents and... Um, uh, yeah, man, they gave me a lot of, uh, you know, like if, for example, just saying, you know, for a parent, now that I've turned into a parent, I think about what my mom did for me, you know, much more than what uh, I would be grateful for before I had the child. I remember when I was about seven years old, Sonam, uh, I had gone to a friend's house for a play date and her dance teacher had showed up and she was learning Indian classical dancing from this guy. And I saw this guy full of energy and smiling and graceful and happy and, you know, teaching her dance. And I was like, and I asked him, I remember asking him, are you really this happy when you're dancing or are you, are you faking it? And I remember he said, I'm really this happy when I'm dancing. So I held his hand and I said, would you just come to my place and, you know, talk to my mom because I really want to learn dancing from you. And I remember Sonam, I knocked at the door and my mom opened and she was like, who, who, who are you with? Like, who's dropping you home? And I said, I'm going to learn dancing from this guy. And she didn't think twice. She said, okay, you got it home. You know, let's, let's do this. I learned dancing from, uh, from him for 15 years. Sonam, I'm still in touch with him. He shaped me as a person, you know. Yes. Thank you, Poonam. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, you know, the backdrop that brings you to where you are today. I think that will give a context to us understanding you uh, better. <laughs> Poonam, uh, you know, you talked about moving to Paris. Talk me through what went uh, into the decision making of moving into Paris. Now, this was uh, your husband pursuing his MBA you uh, supporting him in doing that and deciding to move to Paris, move to a new place with him. What was that decision making like? What went through? Talk us through it. It's funny, you know, you, when I think about it and you ask me this question, it is supposed to be such a big move, right? You move your entire like foundation and you go to another country altogether. But I think for me, it was much easier than, you know, than it, that it was easier to take a decision to come to Paris. I'll tell you why, Sonam. I think first, uh, when I met my husband, I was working in Bombay. And I remember within um, 40 days of meeting each other, we decided to get married. So I knew that I had met someone like a soulmate, you know, someone who I felt so comfortable with in like, you know, like the first 10 days I knew, oh my God, I've known this guy somewhere. Like I was so comfortable with him. So A, that, you know, that, that, that bond was so strong and that I'm married for, I've known him for 14 years, been married for 12 years now. The bond is still the same. I think we're only going deeper, touch wood. But uh, what happened was once we got married, I remember Nitin asking, Nitin's my husband's name, and he asked me whether I want to stay in Calcutta and continue with my business 
or you know i want to travel with him and he said i don't mind doing an mba you know the first thing that came to my mind was like i don't want to live in calcutta i want to see the world i want to go see europe and who says no go paris it's the fashion capital so i had studied at nift and i thought you know i'm going to the fashion capital i'm going to make it big with him i'll let him study and i'm going to figure out stuff for myself and i'll figure out something and i was also 23 sonam you know so back now if i had to take a decision now there would be so many things that you would you know look at so many things that you think about but back then i think it was just that excitement bit that i said okay let's 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 do paris you know because no one says no to paris and then when i came to paris i think every that's when i realized what had i done <laughs> because you know in india everybody like it was great yeah, i did well in school i was that girl like everybody knew in school and college you know i i was used to being uh, appreciated used to being praised you know used to all that luxury i was such a brat because you know parents are there support system there is a chauffeur waiting for you you don't know you know you you have your food ready all of those things happen right and you speak the language everything is taken care of back at home but when you come to a new country all together paris sounds great when it when you are thinking of a vacation it's romantic it's beautiful but when you leave your country and you come live in a country where no one knows you you are a nobody to anybody because i was my nift um, degree wasn't even valid here you know they, they didn't care about like studying if i had studied in the best school of the uh, best college in india i didn't speak the language at all people are different cultures different food is different you've got to do everything from scratch so i feel like now that i've been in paris for 11 or 12 years i feel like i'm 12 years old so now i think it was such a shock you i took about 4 or 5 years to just get used to the scene you know just get used to my life and and ground myself here and 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 then start something so i took about a good 4 to 5 years but having said all of this i have to also mention that it's pretty fantastic to be a a foreigner in a country because you're not you're not supposed to follow the french rules and i was not supposed to follow the indian rules as well so that gave me freedom to build my own life you know build my own life my way take the values and culture from india take the values and cultures of of paris and european you know european culture in general and fuse it together and make it make something of my own i i think that that makes a difference right having that mindset makes it also easy to adapt to whatever the circumstances be and a lot of people find themselves in this uh, in the same situation that you're in you know where the spouse is uh, either moving for work or moving to study and creating a life of their own in parallel to that and you've done that you've done that so well you've talked about the change was it easy to adapt how long do you feel it took you to kind of make paris your own or come come into your own in that city what would you say to that a long time so now you know like i i know if i know myself a little bit i'm 37 now and i feel like i'm getting to know myself a bit more every day and i'm loving turning old but uh, you know i realize i am very uh, even when i'm very aware of uh, the fact that change is the only constant and nothing is permanent and everything is temporary i'm very very and i think a lot of us have trouble adapting to change also because i was born in one city in calcutta and i lived there my entire family lived there you know from my mom's side my dad's side my entire family lived lives in calcutta so i'm so i was so used to that cocoon and that nest of mine that it was difficult for me man to adapt to a change this drastic I am not very okay with change though I know I have to do it and it takes a lot of courage out of me to adapt to change so I took my own sweet time this was also the time when I just moved here it was also the time I'd lost my dad and I was very close to him artistically I think we had a a soul connection like some 
he he's my guru he's someone who's taught me so much about art so much of uh, what i know is because of my dad you know not because of my um, schooling but because of my dad uh, so that was another thing and like i said the life was so different here and my husband was doing an mba he had his friends i had to find my niche i had to find my friends i didn't want my husband's friends or of course my friends but i wanted my own segment i had to learn the language i had to begin to get out and uh, realize that it's okay to make a mistake while i'm speaking in french because you know uh, the fear of judgment the fear of rejection what if I, i didn't know how to begin like i i was still soaking in everything you know learning how to cook taking care of your house i took about 5 years so now to really get myself to even realize oh i can do this you know and then i remember a time i was doing all of this right i was i was learning the language i was trying to figure out what i can do because i knew that what i was good at was dancing and art like i knew that i couldn't do anything else this was for sure like i, I was just trying to figure out how i could do this to make money off it you know to to be able to support myself and family and i remember about 5 years after when i was speaking the language and i just uh, i think given birth to my son after yeah about 5 or 5 or 6 years after i came here and that is when i realized that i have to go to school and you know to his school and uh, speak in french and i have to get him enrolled in all these pressures and i have to so i was like up my on top of my game and this was the time where um, nitin my husband bought me a canvas and he said you know what until you figure out why don't you take out all your madness instead of on me take out all the madness on the on the twal on the canvas and i said okay you know this sounds great because uh because I, if i have a canvas i'm self sufficient you know if i make a painting i don't need a tailor or an embroiderer or a printer to finish my product so that was the first thing that came to my mind and i was like yeah why not man let let me just make a painting and i remember i made a painting and my first painting was of a of uh, shiva and then i continued to paint until i finished about 20 canvases because i was so excited about it you know so i made about 20 canvases and then one of my very good friends she's a musician here in paris she said i'm going to find you a gallery your stuff is really good you have to exhibit so i said okay i don't know but all the friends that i knew they came together and we put up the paintings and we invited people and so many people came like a lot of people turned up for my first exhibition this was in 2000 13 if i'm not mistaken and um, i sold five paintings out of 19 or 20 and that was wow. the first time i realized this is the first yeah. time i'm doing something and i'm getting paid for something that i want to practice so this what was the beginning uh, you know tell those who are listening what is the bipoonam brand today uh, what all does it include <laughs> we get a snapshot of what you're doing yeah 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 it's funny because i just don't do one thing and um, yeah that's another thing you know as an artist when i started to network a lot this was the time where i was meeting other artists networking asking questions to a lot of different people you know how do i get by you know what do i do how do i start as as an artist how do i live as an artist and i remember meeting a couple of uh, no offense here with all due respect a couple of very big artists here in paris and i remember at this time i had just started begun to dance teach give dance lessons in a dance school i had begun body painting with a friend so i was doing body painting because you know body painting excites me so much because it's live model that i'm painting on live canvas that i'm painting on so i'm exchanging that live energy it excites me a lot so um i was doing body painting already i had made some cushion covers of the from the prints that i had already painted you know i was already dancing so when i went to meet these artists they told me you have to concentrate on one thing like you know if you you have to become the master of one thing 
And the one thing that I know about myself, Sonam, is it's, it's also probably because I have a lot of respect for people who do like ballet dancers or classical, Indian classical dancers who do one thing for their lives. They dive in so deep into it and they become the master of that one craft. I've always had so much immense respect for people like this because I'm not this person. I realized for my soul to feel happy and content, I need to do many, 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 many things like dancing, body painting, um, teaching dance, uh, teaching meditation sometimes, you know, painting on canvases, painting on the ceiling, painting on the wall, painting on furniture, you know, making ha uh, handmade um, crafts in the house, you know, like origami, anything. So Bhai Poonam name came from there. My husband said, because you do so many things, it can be cakes by Poonam or art by Poonam or paintings by Poonam or body painting by Poonam. So I said, yeah, this sounds good. You know, this sounds doable. So the one thing that I recognized about myself when the artists were coming and telling me that you should concentrate on one thing, it just wasn't coherent with me. It worked for them, but I had to realize that this wouldn't work for me because I get damn bored if I just do one thing. So that's when I decided, you know, and it worked for me so long because through body painting, I was getting a little bit of money. Through dance, I was getting a little bit of money. Through selling a painting, I was getting a little bit of money. Because selling painting isn't something that is the first on people's list, right? A, you have to build trust. You have to become that big an artist to sell more often, which is touch wood happening to me right, right now. But back then, it would be like one painting in two months, you know? And that couldn't suffice my bills of uh, buying more canvases, buying more supplies. So I realized that all of this was working for me and then this just became my brand, Sonam. I think at this point, I'm, I'm doing, uh, 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 how do I say, cushion covers and accessories and scarves and paintings and I plan to do prints, I plan to do print on umbrellas, print on, you know, table mats. I, I plan to do all of this. So I think this is what my brand is. I'm a little bit of everything that I like to do. And dance. <laughs> Dance, dance right <laughs> so teaching dance yes. in paris and now Absolutely. online as well yes yes so yeah. online dance started during corona man you know dance is something that i do to get away from art to because there's so much that happens in art and there's so much that's happening in the mind i have to get into my body again and that's when i i dance and dance has also been a very important part of my life i've always danced and made art around this time when i was trying to uh, monetize my hobbies I had written to a school in Paris, which is one of the biggest dance schools in Paris, Bollywood dance schools in Paris. And uh, the woman was pregnant. So I went to meet her. She's a beautiful dance teacher. So she was pregnant around this time. And she said, you know what? Why don't you take a couple of my classes? I've seen you dance. I trust you. Why don't you do this? So I started from there. I got a lot of experience back, you know, uh, then how to deal with people, how to speak in French, how to let go of the fear and, you know, be confident and all of that happened. Then a couple of my friends said, why don't you start your own classes, have a studio and just do, you know, one, once a week and we're going to join you. And, you know, uh, I had about three people and it would pay for my rent of the studio. So I started like that soon. But I realized over here, people think Bollywood dancing is really exotic and graceful, which it is, you know. Back in India, everybody can dance. But here, Bollywood dancing is very new, very exotic. Many people showed up, Sonam. So I was like... I did not expect it. And now I'm giving a lot of workshops. I'm teaching online. I'm having a class. That class is still going on. It's been three years now. I have regular students. I have many students, you know. It's, it's so fascinating, right? Like you described, I think what fulfills you, you've said is this variety of, of things. And it's, 
it's all creative. How do you define creativity? What's creativity for you? It's such a beautiful question. I, I, I love this question. Creativity to me, Sonam, is, is um, authentic expression of your soul. It is as simple as doing what you love and expressing yourself authentically. When you do that, I feel like you connect to a higher force. You know, when you express your truth with your soul, be it whatever, man, it can be cleaning up, it can be watering your plants, it can be uh, cooking, it can be even on a Zoom call, you know, making a, a, a fun title, like, you know, or do giving a surprise to, to, to people who are sitting in a corporate meeting, like, you know, I don't know, saying something fun. It's just being original. And how do you be original? By expressing your soul. Because your soul and someone else's soul will never be the same, is never the same, you know? And that is why you, you say, oh my God, what you do so original? Because it's, it's my soul that's expressing it, you know? I don't know if, I, um, if I'm answering the question or if I'm going on a tangent, but uh, yeah. yeah. That's so beautiful. I, that's uh, a beautiful take on it. And, uh, you know, as you were speaking, what came to mind is that in life, as we're going about life, we're being creative because you're responding to situations in the moment, again, this myth around what we think is creativity versus how broad creativity can be. You described a Zoom call. You know, it could be somebody launching a new product line or you're solving stakeholder issues. Though that's, that's creativity too. Completely. So, you know, most people say, how are you so creative? And I'm just like, dude, everybody's creative. Like you don't realize that you're creative, but everybody is creative. You just have to make sure that you are doing what you love or try to do what you love most of the time and uh, express yourself authentically. You know, when you're doing that, you're being creative already. Poonam, what made you uh, embark on this journey? Because again, uh, you described how you started out and, you know, everything that happened, whether you call it synchronicity, you know, things coming together or you just trying different things out, certain things working out and you kind of going with that flow. But again, you know, none of this comes easy. So I, I want to get into some of the, the tough stuff you know, because we, we're all trying different things. There are a lot of people out there who want to make their passion uh, transform into, a, you know, something that could make income for them. So maybe let's, let's talk about this in two stages. I would like to hear from you what made you take the first, say, 10 or 20 steps working through Bai Poonam. And then I would like to also understand what kept you going at it because you've been at it for a while now. Uh, if you could break that process down for us. So now I'm going to try to answer this question. So I think the one thing, Sonam, because I was a spouse of a guy who was doing an MBA, you know, I always used to believe that I'm very dumb at understanding um, of physics or maths or studying and in general understanding language, you know. I used to really believe that I could, but I knew that I was great at sports and art and I would channelize all my energy there. But somewhere I would feel a little like less than you know the other people around me because they would just seem to get it you know get their everything right only later while I was growing up I started to realize that I was what creativity was helping me do is become emotionally intelligent which we don't talk in schools and which we don't talk about in general in, in life not too much and I realized that language was just a set of symbols that I had to understand you know so I think more of the schooling that I did was later part of my life when I came to Paris, when I really just started to understand all of this. Why I'm saying this is uh, because when I was surrounded by these MBAs, these genius minds, I would look at them in awe, but I was also getting surer and surer that this is not something that I can do. This is not something that's meant for me. I knew that I had to follow, I had to do what I was good at because it, it came the most effortlessly to me. I also thought that... Um, 
there was no question about about it in my head right that was one thing the second was when my first exhibition happened and i got some money that gave me a lot of confidence so now you know i was like this can be completely explored that's when i started saying okay what what how do i go about it yes i make the painting but after that what so then i started putting myself out there in social media uh, you know like you you guys have seen how much of myself i put out there you know like of my art of what i'm doing and you know when people would see that they'd call me you know like people who would connect to it would call me and say are you interested in a collaboration for example so i would always say oh my god yeah collaborations great with with different artists with musicians with dancers with videographers photographers so that happened then you know i would never say no to opportunities i grabbed on to a lot of opportunities going two hours away to teach in a school where i wasn't getting really paid and you know i said it's all right i'll voluntarily do something because this is practice for me the one thing that kept me going going sonam was it was difficult to follow this path because no one else around me was doing it but yet it felt very true it felt very correct it felt very right and i never gave up hope on myself i had that belief deep down even in my shittiest days the worst days when i'm feeling like i can't do anything and i'm not good for this and i will never be able to make money and you know i will never be able to get over get over my my money block or my artist block and you know all of those blocks that come with being an artist there was always this gut feeling inside me that i know i'm meant to do this you know like a bigger purpose kind of a thing like it's it's always there it's never gone so i did a lot of work so now i did a lot of work i did a lot of trial and testing i figured out how to make my videos i figured out where to get my paints i spoke to many many different artists i met many many people i made a lot of fool of myself i made many many mistakes but every time i got up and i said okay new day let's start so i don't know if i answered your question but then of course there's also when you believe in something that you do like when you believe in the madness i feel like the universe opens ways a lot of ways you just have to jump on the opportunities i think you just have to recognize the opportunity and jump on it and that's when your intuition helps you you know like that first feeling that you get when you meet someone should you collaborate should you not collaborate should you make a big painting should you not my intuition really really helped me and this this belief in myself which again comes from my parents because they always believed that you know i could I, i was capable of doing something bigger and better you know when you when, and you talked about this briefly you touched upon the challenges of people around you not doing the same stuff and you know what questions does that bring up because realistically speaking you are that's your external environment you know people will say stuff to you they'll ask you questions about does this make sense you know you have xyz skills can you do something else with those skills can you earn more money with a different job or a different profession different oh, industry yeah, yeah. so i just wanted to hear about your thoughts and what were the challenges around that what did you hear how did you think through it how did you overcome that yeah there's always a because the people are not doing the same thing you just are always scared that whether this this path that you're taking will lead you somewhere you know because everyone's making a lot of money they are in great jobs you know they are they're doing very well for yourself and you're just kind of lost puppy when you begin and you're like Oh my god you know there's this fear of rejection there's this fear of judgment of people around you yet at the same time there's so much respect sonam it's so funny it's so you know it's so contradictory because there are so many people who who met me who would be like but how are you making your money and yet at the same time they are in awe of what i'm doing because they can feel that i'm somehow somewhere happy about what i'm doing i'm not cribbing about my job which a lot of people around me would do you know just strained out of their drained out of their daily you know 9 to 5 job and doing the same thing and working for someone else 
So I think the one thing that kept me going was I was working for myself, which mattered so much to me. I feel like when I'm expressing myself creatively, I'm growing personally. You believe in personal development. You, this is what you're doing, Sunam. All these anxieties and all these challenges that I went through, I think every time I worried about, uh, you know, what are people going to say and, you know, the, the fear of judgment and the fear of rejection, I do, I tend to come back to work. You know, I tend to immerse myself in work. And uh, I think that's what I did. That's what I have done. Like in some way or the other, I've always found work to help me get out of these, um, these fear-based thoughts. No, definitely. I think it brings up, you know, the entire conversation around self-worth and it's work in progress, right? A lot of times, you know, none of us are, you know, perfectly on this journey. There, there will be things that will come your way that will question all of this, your awareness about yourself, your worthiness, how do you view yourself and you have to work through it day in and day out. I got self-worth, yeah, man. I think we all, I think everybody in the world to some degree is going through that tsunami yeah. self-worth issue. You know, it's so big. It's absolutely, man. Uh, the, the why, when like you described for you as well, the why is so strong of, of what you do and why you do it. And you know, and you have that clarity that this is something that you're meant to do. And I think that why also helps in keeping grounded with uh, the path that you're taking. Unam, the other thing that I'd really like to hear about is the role that relationships play. If you could tell us how were the relationships, closest relationships around you taking shape as you were going through this journey, how did interplay happen between personal, professional? I don't know if you look at these two differently or is it an integrated part? How was that evolving as Bhai Poonam was evolving? This is, uh, this is a fantastic question, Sonam, uh, because uh, I live off relationships, man. I think for me, the most important thing in life, in life, really, I love people and I love diving deep with people. I have many, many friends. I'm very blessed to have a huge family. Now I have two families, one my husband's family and my family. And I have a beautiful son and I have a lovely relationship with my husband, touch wood. Like I can say this without any quirks. You know, I sometimes, I really do feel this, Sonam. I feel like I'm an amalgamation of all the people that I have met who've inspired me. Because whoever I look at and I, they, they inspire me and most people do, right? Like the, everyone's got something unique about themselves. Everyone that I meet. So I tend to take that and I, you know, get inspired and I'm like, I want to do that. I want to try that. So I think that's one thing. Relationships are very inspiring to me. I don't think I can look at these two differently, you know, the, uh, my personal and my professional life because my personal life is my professional life because I'm constantly dancing, constantly making art, constantly meeting my clients for coffee. And then I get, you know, close to my clients and then we do dinners and meals together. And then they come back to buy more stuff. And then we dance together and then we party together. And then we, it's a very, very informal kind of a relationship that I have with my clients. And I love that so much because it is very important for me to know my client, be it my student in dance, because I can help them in some way. You know, dance, I, I almost look at dance as therapy. There are so many students who come to me and they're like, this, this session is like therapy for me. And I'm like, for me too. So it's important to know what they're going through. We really dive in deep about what's going on in their personal life. You know, what, what is bothering them? What is weighing heavy in their hearts? And the same thing goes with my uh, art clients. You know, what do they need? Which color do they need? Which uh, area of their life they want to, you know, they want to invite abundance. They want to uh, invite love. And, you know, so I set that intention before I start the painting. And then I go ahead with that. The one relationship that I would like to mention is of uh, mine with my husband. It is amazing what a free soul he is, how much support Sonam I've gotten from him. I've heard from many people, 
this was 10 years ago, of course, now don't, people don't say it, but they, they're like, why don't you find yourself a job? You know, so many people would say, so that you can get a constant income, find yourself a job. But my husband, who was directly influenced by this, never ever asked me to find a job. He just said, karo karo, you know, which means keep going, keep going, keep doing your thing, keep doing your thing. It is fascinating to me, uh, Sonam, that this guy is so free, is such a beautiful, calm soul, that he just let me be. And he believed in me. You know, that's all he did. And that is something that most people just um, don't get, you know, don't get. Even when I followed him, he still, he still tells me that, thank you so much for coming here with me, you know. So we've been in this together, Sonam. And I think um, it is, I've been very blessed when it comes to relationships. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And then uh, it flows into what you do. You know, it ignites you. It's supported you. It's really given you that push. I'm, I'm guessing on days when you've had your lows and you needed that. Yeah. Yeah. But that brings me to spirituality, Poonam. Let's, let's spend a bit of time on your spiritual journey and we must talk about it. You've taken to a spiritual path a few years ago, and I know you're doing a bunch of different things now. Uh, what inspired that? How did that journey begin? Why did you see yourself going towards that? Why were you kind of seeking it? Talk us through how that happened. Spirituality has changed my life for the better. Uh, about 32 years old, life falling apart, partying way too much, you know, body giving up, all of these things were happening, getting irritated with Rudra, with Nitin, fighting a lot. And I knew that this was not me. This was not me. And that's when I came across, you know, like YouTube channels and some leaders. So I started with Sadhguru and then I went on to Christina Lopes and so many other gurus. What happened, Sonam, here was I suddenly saw all of these things that they were talking about started making sense to me. They were answering a lot of questions that I had as a child. Uh, inside of me and then I said how do I work towards it like whatever you say is great but how do I achieve it and that's when I got into meditation now you know like people tell you meditate meditate you will get your peace of mind I had heard this all my life but I didn't really care because everyone has the same answer right I can't meditate because my mind goes very crazy like I don't know how to meditate and that's when I was like you know what I'm gonna give it a try and I really seriously did give it a try. What I did was for the first three months, I sat down and I closed my eyes. And every time I'd sitting, my mind would go berserk with many, many thoughts. But I kept sitting so long. I said, you know, I've heard these leaders, there must be something, they're all great, you know. Uh, Shakespeare says the same, same thing. And um, um, so many artists say the same thing. So there must be something in it. And I'm going to just sit and do it. So now I think I took about three months to get to a state of to get to a meditative state, what, what is a meditative state? When your mind is calm, when you're really connected to your higher self or the source or God or whatever you like to call it, it's a very calm uh, you know, place. I took about three months to get there, but I sat down every day for 20 minutes, closed my eyes and I said, I need to get this, you know, I need to get to a point. What I started noticing in these three months was that I was feeling happy for no reason. That's what, that was the first thing that was happening. You know, I was feeling happy, I was feeling motivated. Another thing that happened to me was my fear of, I don't even know what, of maybe, you know, the, we were talking about how fear of judgment, fear of uh, failure, all of this. It was little by little diminishing. It didn't matter to me as much as it mattered to me then, you know. So meditation in itself as a practice brought me a lot of confidence to speak my truth kindly, to speak my truth, to be able to speak my truth, you know, uh, that I couldn't do earlier. Uh, it, and it's frustrating, you know, sometimes you just get angry when you're wanting to say your truth because, you know, 
and the ego is so big. So ego dissolution happened. Then I dived in deeper into, you know, what is the energy system? What is our chakra system? You know, we have seven chakras. What, what are the chakras? What happens with color therapy? Because I work with so much colors. What happens when you see this color? You know, like blue is the calming color. Where is the color of fire? What are the five elements that the world is made of? So I really dived in deep with, you know, reading a lot of books on psychology, reading a lot of books on chakras, about energy systems, about meditation. It has changed my life, Sonam. I feel like uh, it is making me more and more confident uh, in uh, expressing myself more authentically. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's helping me unlearn the things that I need to unlearn to you know, find myself. Uh, it's, there's a lot of clarity of mind. You know? There's a sense of deep knowing. Your intuition becomes stronger. So I think meditation, yeah, like uh, as a daily practice, and I can now tell the difference, you know, the days I don't meditate, I'm all over the place. The days I meditate, I know intuitively I'm like going, getting through the day happily and effortlessly. It's, it's helped me immensely. Yeah. yeah and, and I was going to ask you how that uh, you've already kind of answered, you know, how that helped with your own process as an individual and with your creativity. Anything else that you felt in your, you know, spirituality really brought in for you from your from the creative side of things i i know that you um, there was a phase when you were painting gods and goddesses talk us through that what was that journey like you know it makes you i think med- my meditation and my yoga practices whatever i do i think it makes me fiercer in ex- in really being able to say my truth like uh, during um, uh, corona i had this huge urge of making goddesses sonam and I can't tell you, Sonam, when I sit to paint a Lakshmi or a Buddha or a Durga, I feel engulfed by this energy. I, for the first time as an artist, realized that, and it's difficult for an artist to also realize this, especially when we're not living in a world full of artists, you know. I remember growing up and people would ask me, why is this painting so expensive? Why is art so expensive? I'm now understanding that process. I feel like when um, I, I have meditated you know, nicely during the morning and I sit with the painting, there is a, there is a stream of uh, energy that runs through me. I had such a huge urge of doing a Lakshmi and I, she engulfed me for four days. So I'm basically, they say, right, what, you're putting life force in something that you're putting your energy into. So I, for the first time, realized that when I am connected to a higher source, I'm putting in that energy in that painting. So I'm literally making that painting come alive you know, through my hands. And I'm very, very lucky and grateful for this. But I need to be very, um, I need to know this when I'm making a painting, you know. I need to constantly, uh, I, I need to let the flow happen. And I need to know the power of, of art itself in general, about how if you'd look at Lakshmi, it would bring you abundance in your life. If, you, if you'd look at my painting, Buddha, it would bring you some kind of peace, you know. It will also reach the person it has to, you know. Like when I paint sometimes, Sonam, it's, it is beautiful sometimes how I sell my paintings. I, I just do what my intuition tells me to do and I do it and I, you know, try to put in as much as pure energy as I can and it gets sold in like no time. And I have no idea what, what, what's, what's happening, but someone's like, oh, I saw this painting and I really liked it and I want to buy it, you know? So somewhere I feel like if you're doing something from your heart, from a place of purity, it reaches where, you, where, where it has to. It is making me uh, more aware of my responsibility as an artist, you know, about how I can help, how my art can help people. 
it's just not a decorative piece. It is a living piece of art, you know. It can bring you something. It can bring you something that you don't even realize it's bringing you, you know. But I need to uh, be very aware of what I'm putting, what intention I'm putting when I'm uh, painting. I think that clarity happened with uh, meditation so much, so much, so much. Yeah. So beautiful, so beautiful, Poonam. The other thing that came to mind is that did you feel that the meditation process or uh, you know, the entire concept of being in the present moment, of course, it has its advantages. Did you ever feel that it was counterintuitive to your creative process? How do you look at that? I know there's a lot of conversation around this. And that's the reason I wanted to get your take. What was your experience, you know, having practiced um, meditation? Um, How do you bring it together? It's such a, yeah, it's such a cool question, Sonam. We did uh, uh, speak about this a uh, little bit earlier and uh, yeah my take on it <laughs> let me let me try as much as meditation has helped me to be in the present moment you know earlier i would be in my thoughts build castles in my head and say i'm going to do this i'm going to do this i have this project i have this idea what meditation helps you do is you know clear off the cloud and clear off the block that you're going through and it helps you put things into action so i think action is very very important like being in the present moment and doing it like thinking about it is one thing which is also very important to me as an artist thinking about the colors daydreaming being in the 5d really thinking about imagining visualization but you can't just be there and most artists are stuck there so now trust me if i was you know if someone gave me a chance i would i am a very action oriented person and even then i love to be in my dream world but i think meditation helps you cut the, you know, cut the, cut the clouds and, you know, pierce through the clouds, clouds and really get to doing something, mm. getting into action and producing stuff because thinking about something and doing it, two very different things. You know, when you're doing it, you realize you don't really know it. When you're thinking about it, you think you know it all. And when you're doing it, it's by trial and error and practice that you realize, oh my God, how you don't know anything and how you need to keep growing and keep growing and keep growing to where you want to get. I asked you, uh, you know, because there is a lot of debate around this and uh, also myths in, in the fact that one shouldn't have thoughts and that's not the purpose of, uh, you know, a lot of the meditations out there are not telling you to not have the thoughts. It's about observing sometimes uh, with clarity that, you know, this is what's happening. And again, like you described, taking that and then transferring that into actual uh, stuff you know, taking action. So on. Like manifesting, right? So now I'm like, if I'm not visualizing and thinking, and if there's no action, how will the manifestation happen in your life? We, we live in the 3D world, man. And as an artist, I think this is very important. And for me to find this balance, it's still happening. Huh? I'm still finding this balance of being in 3D world and being connected to the earth and being connected to life around me in general, meeting people and making the money and living a life that I want to live with my art and you know all of that. And there is research to point to the fact that meditation does enhance your creativity. It does switch on that divergent thinking capability that everyone has, but it kind of takes you to that. So you can start looking at the bigger picture, start becoming more open about ideas. And I'm, I'm guessing that helps with uh, taking that action that you need with everything that's happening in the mind space. Completely. You know, for me, meditation sonam makes me know myself more. What am I about? What is it that I like? And once you know that, no, then there's no stopping. Yeah? Once you know what you like, then you just do what you like, right? But to get to know what you like is the, is the thing, right? There are so many, uh, we've been put in boxes, yeah. I mean, even 
during uh, our school days or college days, everything was like that, right? You were put in a box, everyone's following the same rule, everyone's following the same decorum. And when you grow up, you realize not everybody likes the same thing, you know, like, and I'm the biggest rule breaker ever <laughs> in everything. I think I've done things very differently. So uh, it gives you the confidence also to know yourself and to have the deep knowing that uh, whatever you're thinking of is good for you, is yeah. good, good for you. And in turn, it's good for people around you also, you know. Absolutely. Self-awareness is such a big thing, right? That we see uh, coming through with uh, the practices that we do. And I think as you described, even resilience on the, on the other side of it, none of this is easy. I think uh, as you're trying new things, as you're innovating, be it in any field, you're bound to have setbacks or failures. And then how do you kind of bounce back from that? And spirituality or any sort of meditation would go a long way. Um, any experience you've had on this that you'd like to talk about? It's amazing, uh, Sonam, because uh, recently I heard that, uh, you know, karma is used as such a negative term. And, uh, you know, when you say something happens, something bad happens to you and you say, oh, I got my karma. And I would say the same thing. And suddenly, just a few days ago, I, I realized that karma is a feedback for, uh, from life to you. Which means that if there was no karma, I wouldn't know what, is, what I need to fix in life. And obviously, man, it's such a, like, how is, I mean, there's this universe that we live in, you know, the galaxies and galaxies out there, you cannot comprehend the universe. So I think it's going to be a constant journey to, to understanding life and understanding happiness and towards enlightenment anyway and more and more i'm understanding this every time every time i hit the hit the hit the rock rock bottom i'm like you it, it shows you where you're going wrong it's a feedback from life and you have to learn this lesson to be able to again uh, you know come up and then again you fall down and again you have to learn that lesson and then you go up it is always like this man like your life is like this this is something that i have no control over my life anymore like you know this is something and this is why i think spiritual journey is such a difficult journey also because you face your innermost demons and your fears and your darkness and you think you're, you know, stuck there, but you're, you know, it brings it up all on surface for you to realize where you have to work, you know, a feedback from life where you have to work. And the moment you know where you have to work and if you work towards it, you're obviously going to achieve it. You're obviously going to, you know, get there. If you understand, for example, you have this complex and you can't see it, you know, you're blinded to it. Suddenly from meditation, you realize, oh my God, I have this complex, I have to work towards it. And then once you know your problem, you, you find a solution, you know. Absolutely. So beautifully summed up, Poonam. Any last uh, closing thoughts <laughs> as we wrap up our conversation? Believe in your madness, guys. And do what you love because it's going to take you a long way. Thank you so much, Poonam. Thank you so much. I could feel your energy through this <laughs> chat all the way from Paris. And of course, thank you so much for sharing your process and being candid and open um, through all the questions. I hope I, hope I can, I, I have helped some people out there, but uh, Sonam, really, you know, I really believe that uh, whoever I'm with, they bring out the best in me. So it is all on you today. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to talk today. I'm really excited. It's a joyous uh, process for me to always have this conversation with you. Thank you all for listening and watching. For those of you who'd like to connect with Poonam, we will be sharing her handles and her contact points on the YouTube channel's description. And of course, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Yellow Door Talks YouTube channel to not miss the next podcast or the video. Take care and be well.